All right, welcome to another episode of Flip the Record. What's going on, Joe? Hey guys, welcome back. Glad to be here. What's going on, man? Nothing crazy here. Just uh, same old, same old. Finally getting some good weather around here. Feels like loving the summer. Yeah, summer is best for sure. Uh, so we got an exciting podcast today. Our first country artist, yeah, Mr. Mis- Mr. John Party. We've kind of been uh, looking at doing a few different things, whether it's country or rap, like kind of hip hop stuff. Uh, we're getting away from the rock a little bit today, which is exciting. I know we got Kesha coming up in a few weeks too, and uh, it'll just be a good mix-in, the kind of back and forth. You know, we've talked before about how like we listen to so much of one artist or one type of music, where sometimes you need a little bit of a palate cleanse. And maybe something we do going forward is where we just kind of switch a genre every week. That way, we keep that palate a little bit fresher. You know. So that way, when we get to the artists that we're really, really excited for, we haven't been listening to that style of music for however many episodes in a row. I don't know. might be something to look into. Yeah. At the same time, it might be fun to do a couple like country ones in a row or a couple rappers in a row. But Yeah, I don't know. But like the way I look at that, right, is kind of I like doing artists who are related in a row. So like if we did Kendrick and J. Cole back to back, makes sense to me. Yeah, definitely. It, it doesn't make sense for me to do like uh, like Eminem and, and LL Cool J or something, you know, like. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. But, yeah, it's, it's something we'll play with as we go forward. Um, and, obviously, we have our choices back and forth, so either one of us could tell the other to fuck off at any time, I guess, really. Yeah. Uh, I've got two things before we get into John Party. One, did you listen to Luke Combs on Rogan a couple weeks back? No, I haven't. I, I'm not a big Rogan guy, man, but I'm also not on Spotify, so talk to me. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm only, like, 30 minutes in, but just hearing, like, Luke Combs' story is actually pretty fascinating. Like, he didn't learn to play guitar until 21 what yeah he, he, he nah i won't i won't like go into the de- like i just listen to it it's yeah it's, it's really good but yeah, yeah yeah basically like uh he didn't really know he was gonna do music until he was in like his you know mid-20s or so How, he's gotta be what like mid-30s 33 right? okay yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that makes sense so once he was like 21 22 that's when he finally decided like he was gonna do music but it's just it, it was fascinating hearing his story and like for how big he's gotten and, and how talented he is really oh dude i love luke combs yeah, he's he's like a a true musician. Hell yeah, songwriter. Hundred percent. Like ev- everything. Yeah, man, that dude kicks ass. That band kicks ass. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking about getting over to Spotify, so that'll be kind of pencil that in as one of the first Rogan episodes if I ever make it over. If I ever make it over there. Well, yeah. I mean, you can go to Spotify. You can do the free version. Okay, so here's my problem, right? And this is just a matter of like work, basically. I. I've already kind of assembled things how I like them on Apple, and I have probably in the range of 1,500 songs assorted differently throughout. That would be so much fucking work to switch to Spotify, dog. Uh, that's a million-dollar idea to make a service that will switch over your, <laughs> your like songs from music providers. Dude, just just drag my playlists over. I don't know how – like, there's got to be – there's got to be, like, a real easy way, like – this is one of those questions you'd ask like a, a young coding student or something like, could you do this to that? There's probably a real easy way of doing it. I'm just not that kind of person and I don't want to sit there. It would take hours, dude. It would take hours to do, like reset everything. Yeah, I, I if I were doing that, I would just sit there, you know, maybe have a drink or something in one hand and, and have the speaker going and then just kind of grind it out. I do think uh, with like a API and like, generative ai you could probably do it but yeah that's if, if you if you knew like the coding part of which i have no i would have no idea well but it's two apis you gotta connect the two apis dude and it, it, i don't know it just sounds like a pain in the ass fuck that 
But yeah. well, I guess like if I do it bit by bit, right? This is one of those like bit by bit projects probably where if I really decide like, you know what, I'm tired of this and I want to switch over to Spotify, I'll just have to like have both for like a month. And then whenever I get a little free time, just like do a little bit, you know, until eventually it's done. Yeah, I, I'm going to check after this and see if there's a service because that would be that's a good idea. I'm, I'm, I'm full of them, dude. I had an idea for a washer and dryer, one machine. <laughs> it's another million dollar idea. Does that not exist? It probably does. Somebody's definitely tried this already. Uh, that's I like that idea. One machine, though. I think this is a million dollar idea. <laughs> Bring that to Whirlpool. For uh, yeah, we should definitely. Uh, the dumb ideas is always always fun to roll out. Oh man, I have I'd have to dig. I've got a few indoor golf courses at the top of my list. Even like a nine hole. I don't know. We'll we'll yeah, hang well, on to some of that. Yeah. Anyways, the <laughs> the other thing I wanted to bring up before we get into John Party uh, was this article that I read Friday at work. Basically, the gist of it is there's this warehouse company in or sorry, there's this warehouse for this act like sportswear activewear company in California and there are these employees that they had worked there for a couple years and basically the they're suing the the company because uh they felt that they were being like sexually harassed because of some of the music that was being played and and for context it's like a I think they said it was a 7000 or 70000 square foot warehouse they had these industrial speakers so whatever song they're playing, you could hear it like throughout the whole warehouse is drowning out like everything like with this music. And it's uh, the gist of it. They're like, you're yeah, playing rap music. That's, you know, using terms like slut, slurs, ho, bitches, yeah. like just generic rap slurs, um, which I could get how that'd be offensive. But the part of the article, well, two things. One, they cited two songs in the article as like these songs are like incredibly offensive. One of them I absolutely agree with. It's uh, a song called Blowjob Betty by Too Short. And it is truly, one, it's just a horrible song. Yeah. Uh, and two, it is truly, truly offensive. Mm-hmm. And if you, if I was forced to listen to that, fuck, I'd be mad too. It's, yeah. a, it's, just a, it's like one of the worst songs I've ever heard. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But the other one they cited for is like harassment was Stan by Eminem, which, and they cited, uh, so Stan is a, a, essentially a song about Eminem, like he's, Writing back and forth, like as a a fan of of his writing to Eminem, a super fan, like a a, su- like an obsessive fan. Yeah, so it's it's him writing to Eminem in the first three verses, and then uh, the last verse is Eminem writing back to him. But in the third verse of of Stan writing to Eminem, like, and basically the song is about Eminem being like a bad role model. Yeah, like he's kind of he's like aware of it. Yeah. Um, and in the last verse, the guy drives his pregnant wife off a bridge with himself and yeah, yeah, killing yeah. all three of them. And so they said that that was like what was, it, but it's like that's not the gist of the song. It's it's more about Eminem and, you know what I'm saying. It is not the gist of the song. I get what you're saying. That verse in particular, however, is wildly vulgar. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like when you dig into the song, it's it, I don't know. A hundred percent. It's not the meaning of the song. The meaning of the song is completely different. But that I would say the second verse somewhat, and that third verse especially. In a workplace, wildly inappropriate. Oh, for sure. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. That's inappropriate. So basically, what happened with this case was, uh, and this just came out a, a circuit court ruled that basically, like, they should be allowed to sue for sexual harassment because of the music that was being played. Well, there was also a note that they were playing this music, but then warehouse workers, these these female employees, were 
making sexually uh, degrading like hand gestures and whatnot too. So that's part of this as well. Yeah, and that yeah, I, I'm that's fine. Like that's an, if you're gonna sue for that, like great. But like when it gets to like oh, opening the door of like you can sue because the music that's being played, you feel that it's you know disrespectful or, or harassing or whatever. Like suing over playing music, I think is that's a that's a door that I don't know if it should necessarily be opened. It's definitely a uh, it's a tightrope act, but it's also like it's one of those things where like, would you do this in front of your boss? No. Okay, then. Well, right, and they and they did say this was going on for like two years, and that they complained to upper management, and they just didn't do anything. So obviously, it's a poorly ran company. Um, but two, if you're working there for two years, like, and it's a warehouse job, like, at what point you know is enough enough where you just get another job? And I know that you you should still I I'm not saying like that's like the conclusion and that's what you should do like if you want you know you can still be mad at the company and but I don't know I don't I don't know if suits the right although I I just don't understand why the this seems like a case where like management should take this see what's happening understand the 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 somewhat valid complaint and be like all right guys knock this shit off um. Whether you want to debate the merits of playing these songs in a warehouse or not, warehouses are not necessarily the the pinnacle of professionalism by any means. Um, but if you got people who are who are listening to these songs and getting offended by them, I mean, it, it seems like a pretty cut and dry issue. Cut the cut cut the songs that are inappropriate. If you want to turn on, you know, generic rock radio, then, then I think that's pretty agreeable to everybody. And if nobody can get along with that, then there's just no music or put in some headphones. But um, I guess the suit comes out of the lack of response by the management. And so I, I, I think it's that's really the, the gist of it is the frustration with the management as much as the frustration with the the harassment claim. Yeah. And I, I yeah, it of course, the, it was poorly ran. I just like opening the door of like, oh, you can sue a company because they're playing music that you, you don't disagree like. with or don't like. Yeah. Like that's a that's a scary door to open, in my opinion. Yeah, it, again, it, it's definitely a, a tightrope, man, because you can you can go down the line and, and end up in a place where it's like, oh, Led Zeppelin's a little offensive. Oh, this and that's a little like and I'm not saying they are. I'm just throwing out examples of kind of generic like what you would hear on these like average rock radio stations, you know, um, like, OK, here, like here's a good example, though. Like, say you turn on a hip hop station, it's kind of the same thing. There's lots of hip hop songs could be construed in the same way. If you just turned on generic hip hop radio, like you could end up with the same issue, no problem. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like this again. This is where workplace managers need to kind of rein everything in and say, "Listen, people are having problems with your music. Just put in headphones." I don't know, but it is it is definitely a slippery slope. I I see the concern. Yeah, but that's all right. Enough about that. Let's let's have some fun. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get, get into, into some it. John Party here. John Party is a hell of a good time, man. This guy. The, the whole time I was listening to his music and especially like towards the later stuff where I saw like he's so lyrically like he's such a good songwriter, man. I, I think he's a really good songwriter, but in the way that like he's he's clever with his wordplay. Um, but he's also just, like he's just having a good time. And I feel like this guy would be a, a hell of a hang. Just just like sit and have a beer with or like fuck around and go get drunk, man. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think he'd definitely be an all time hang for sure. Yeah, I, I do think. And I, I like a, a decent chunk of his catalog. I I wish 
that he wrote some more songs that were less like typical like country trope like you know just your generic like 101 like having a good like it's fine having all those songs about having a good time and and whatnot but i I wish he had more songs that were i guess had like a little bit of deeper meaning whether it be to him or just in general because i think he i think he has the talent i think he's he's not getting like his full like yeah no i know hitting his peak talent wise well and i think part of what influences that is he, he is so influenced by the the legends the haggards the jones the the neil young types you know what i'm saying um and those are the guys who kind of invented the country tropes um now at the time they weren't tropes they were just what they were singing about those those songs have kind of evolved into being what country tropes are nowadays because everybody after them is singing kind of the same thing they were singing about is what it is uh and not everybody but a lot of a lot of artists you know especially the pop artists like a luke bryan type deal um, and I would put John Party in a, like a pop country, even though. And so this is different, right? He doesn't sound at all like Luke Bryan in that sense, though. His music is very, very heavily influenced by the old school country sound. Lots of fiddle, lots of piano, mm-hmm. like high tuned country guitars. It's an old school sound with a new school kind of flair on it. But also this kind of gets into the the joke you might want to bring up here before we get started. Yeah, so, well. Uh, first, before we get into that, I do want to say, like, in just like the song "Starlight," yeah, that's that's a masterpiece, absolutely. And if I think if he just if he just tried to put like, you know, two songs a- along the lines of something that's a little bit more personal, yeah, um, and just I don't know, just one or two songs like an album that were kind of like along that, I think I think it it would, I think it'd be appreciated more by fans. That's an interesting point. He doesn't. The songs that are about struggle and like heartbreak and stuff like that, they're always very generic or they feel very generic for the most part. Um, they're not like specific situations. Um, Santa Cruz actually strikes me though as a song that's like a little bit personal. It's not a breakup song, but uh, yeah, it's got that, a personal vibe to it. That one's definitely mo- more personal. Uh, Ain't always the cowboy. The stripped down version of that yep. is falls along the you know the, that line too, and yeah. it's it's really good. Like the stripped down version is almost a little bit better in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, I wish he did a little bit more of that because like going from like album to album, uh, like from albums two to three and then three to four, I feel like he changes like some, like instrumentally, like a little bit has changed, Mm -hmm. but from the songwriting standpoint, it's all kind of like, it it starts to blend together for me. Yeah. The songwriting, I get that hundred percent. There was a, there was a few parts towards the end of heartache medication, the album that I kind of got that vibe too, but yeah. Anyways, uh, for those of you watching on YouTube today, Joey, why don't you go ahead and explain the joke that we're going to be running through this whole episode before we get started? <laughs> yeah, so I just had the idea of of doing like a tally count of like the the number of songs that fall under the typical like country tropes. So we have for our like Jeopardy categories, if you will, today. Uh, what at is the, at the bar and dot 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 drinking exclamation point country style love song and country style breakup song in a generic fashion. Yeah, so we're, I'm just going to be doing a tally of, of songs that fall under these categories, and if one hits two, I'll, we'll do two, and not, I don't know, it, we'll just, we're just having fun with it. Now, I haven't necessarily tallied these up, I just have a general idea in my head. Which of these categories do you think will fill up the most? Oh, drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I was going <laughs> to. He has a lot well, of... Actually, actually, at the bar end might be a s- sneaky underdog. Oh, see, I was going to go with country style. Well, nah, drinking's going to kill him, though, dude. He's got so many party songs. Yeah. 
So uh, let, before we get into the first album here, just a couple fun facts. So John Party actually started writing. Well, actually, before I get into fun facts, you've you've seen him live before, right? At yeah, Summer Faster. Horses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was the first time I'd I've seen him live twice. The first time at Faster Horses, I'd known like maybe like three or four of his hits. Yeah, a few hits. And we got there and I think he was like a song or two in his set or maybe we got there at the start, but, and he was, his energy on stage was, he puts on a hell of a show, man. It was electric. He's yeah. like running around with his guitar and he, he puts on a great show live. Hell yeah. And I actually saw him a couple months ago at uh freedom Hill Okay. with a couple friends. And again, he put on a great show. Um, it was funny though. We, we were at the pool or this, this was last summer, I think. So we were at the, pool at jake's hanging out beforehand having a couple uh beverages gotcha and i i was i was dd and so i stayed sober drinking and, <laughs> and uh yeah my wife had a couple and then at the concert she was she definitely started feeling it like she was pretty tipsy and like we were like two songs in and she's like this is the best concert i've ever been to <laughs> 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 it's like, it's like he's not even into the third song yet <laughs> <laughs> well and didn't she go to taylor swift last night too yeah yeah. obviously yeah. that's that's fresh 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 but i would be interested to see if she had a similar response two songs into that show last night. i don't think uh i i think she might have just had a beer or two but yeah it was funny like she was definitely messed up and yeah two songs and she's like oh my god this is the best concert ever <laughs> but see i feel like those those like hardcore swifties do that sober man it's fucking sick those like I've heard people say it's like changing their life to go see this concert. Really? It's wild, man. I, I kind of want to I kind of want to go after all the hype. It's and I'm not even a Taylor Swift. Like I know no. some of her music, but I'm not really a, I'm not a fan per se. Like a cultish following almost, dude. It's wild. Yeah, they make uh they make bracelets beforehand and they trade them with other Swifties at the the thing. People are making their own outfits. It's crazy. And outfit changes. I'm seeing girls doing outfit changes in the middle of shows, too. How do you even bring in an Dog, extra outfit? I have no clue. I have no clue. That's not for me to figure out. Seriously, they don't. In most of those, like Ford Field, the where the concert's at, you, the you size can't, of a purse is like nothing. Yeah, and they limit what you can bring in. Like, I don't understand how you could even get a second outfit in. I, I guess Unless you put it like in your, your bra or whatever. Like, you I, would, yeah, you'd have to get real, real creative with it. Uh, like stuff the the smallest shirt you can into your like your bag, and then somebody else brings in another piece. Somebody else brings in another piece. You know, it'd be funny. It's like uh, a girl goes to the bathroom. She's got like five outfits like taped <laughs> taped on top she, one she's another. Got, like tearaway outfits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Halfway through the show, or quarterway through the show, just next one. Or it's all about the eras, right? So as as one era goes into the next, new outfit like Superman. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a good. Uh, good idea for like a youtube scale that'd be fun. that's funny <laughs> i like it all right cool uh get into yeah, john so, party. yeah so with that john party grew up in california started writing music at 12 uh one best new artist of the year in the cmas over a billion streams on spotify and yeah it just puts on a hell of a show yeah he's not and i'll talk about this as we get into pop artists too and again i don't want to put john party in the pop artist catalog because i don't think he sounds like the pop country guys like luke bryan but he does he does kind of fall into the same like he gets grouped in with those guys, I'll say. Well, and it's I think it's because in albums two through four, for most songs, there's like that underlying like drum, like kind of pop beat, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Where there's a couple of songs where they take it out or like he does like stripped down versions. And like uh, if you take out that like drum pop beat, it actually 
most of the time it sounds like pretty like legit country. It sounds like an old school country song, like I was talking yeah, about. Especially like you said with like the fiddles and the harmonica, like all you know, all those types of instruments. He's got horns. He's got like old school soft piano going in there. It's it, he's got a really like cool musical like uh, all sorts of different flavors in there. Hundred um, percent. So yeah. Anyways. So yeah, debut album. Write you a song comes out in 2014. This is such a douchey album cover. Oh yeah, it's just him. It's just him, right? Standing like a, up against like a beat up wall. Like it looks like an old farm, like farm building. the The walls like rusted as shit, and he's just kind of standing there, like looking off camera, kind of like thoughtfully. So douchey. It's uh. It seems like a cover John Mayer would do. Absolutely, I was just about to say it, dude. This is John Mayer 101 right here. Write you a song, and this is your album cover. John, John Mayer's probably pissed he didn't think of this. Oh, dude, yeah. Oh, uh, so John Party co-wrote all but one of this. I don't know what song, but he co-wrote every single song on this one except for one of them. Sweet. In this album, for me, this album is like this, is like classic country sound. Yeah, hundred like percent. Th- this album has. I no pop like no. whatsoever. This is like a man sitting down with his acoustic guitar and just strumming it out. Well, and I, I still we'll talk about it the whole time. But it's like I mentioned the I mentioned about the other instruments, but I think the fiddle is such an integral part of his sound. And it starts right here. It's so strong through this whole album, through all of his albums um, that it sets him apart a little bit. You don't hear a ton of like pop country artists with that like such a defining fiddle sound but i love it dude i think whoever they got on fiddle there is a fucking wizard yeah 100 percent. So, so anyways yeah so this album opens with what i can't put down which is an awesome song yeah this kicks right off into his upbeat kind of party drinking songs um he mixes in like heavier chords here uh with kind of light up like heavier chords on top of or underneath um like high tuned guitar plucky a little bit in the chorus area but yeah so the song kind of progresses where he's talking about different things that like you know once you pick it up you can't put it down so i think the the first verse is uh whiskey and then it's cigarettes then it's a girl and then lastly he closes out with uh but i finally got one thing right and he's talking about picking up a guitar yeah and that that was really cool that's what i'm saying man this guy he's a good really really good songwriter Uh, yeah this is a cool one I, yeah, it opens up with, I knew the first time should have been the last time I ever let the whiskey touch my lips because the devil wears black and he goes by Jack and he's really good at helping me forget. <laughs> cool. Super cool. Yeah, he's got a song later in the, the catalog kind of similar to this that I really, really like. Um, yeah, th- this song for me, would this would be in the category of like hidden gems or maybe not even hidden. This is just like, this is a super creative, like original song. Okay, so we won't tally it. No. Okay. That's a great way to start this album. Uh. He follows it up with one of the, the, I'll call it the single off this album, Up All Night. Really nice song here. Kind of upbeat country song again. It's a love song here. It's got these like sweet licks through the choruses. Uh, Not too fast, not too slow, but he really does a great word, a great job of getting his vocal, not necessarily range, but like letting his voice travel a little bit in the chorus, Uh, getting up into that higher sound, a little bit louder and like a little bit higher, but nothing crazy. I just I think this is a really really nice song from him too. Yeah, and this is one like uh, it's just a couple of chord like the base of it is just a couple of chords Pretty on the simple. acoustic. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's like it's just a laid back song about having a good good day with with you know significant other. Yeah, don't forget your flip flops. We can stop by the quick stop, mm-hmm. get some jerky in a twelve pack. No telling when we'll be back. Yeah, yeah. He even I don't know his voice just just so like clear here. It just it sounds really really nice on this song. 
So yeah, put this in the category of country style love songs, Joey. One down. Yep. So then the next one is write you a song, which kind of like a faster pace, like honky tonk kind of. Yeah, that's exactly what I had. I had old school, like 70s, 80s country here. Um, it's got that quick guitar mixed in with the fiddle, little piano like licks in kind of mixed in throughout. Um, just a really nice, like deep cut here. Yeah. And the next one's another deep cut about uh, wanting to be this one's that man wanted to be someone's man once you know they end up breaking up with their current boyfriend right trying to be everything that the other boyfriend can't be it's it's kind of like that old dominion song just break up with them only it's not yeah it's like it's not poppy at all yeah 100 percent. that's the yeah, old dominion is pop country on steroids dude <laughs> holy shit yeah 100 percent. so is this is that classified as country style love song uh which one that man yeah i will say that is country style love song are we putting Write You a Song as, like, um, original? Or is that going to be Country Style Love Song as well? Write You a Song. That might just be an original. Yeah, let's we'll just leave it. Okay. So then the next one, Missing You Crazy. Uh, just missing someone when you're out on the road. Yeah, yeah. Up-tempo, high-tune country guitar. Great licks on this. Uh, the verses actually settled down a little bit. Uh, or sorry, let me let me put it this way. The verses are kind of mid-tempo. The chorus is really like upbeat, high tempo. Um, good stuff here. Really good stuff here. Yeah, they do. There's a, a solo halfway through the song. That's really Love good the too. solo on this. It, like he doesn't do it a ton, but there are on every album. There's a couple mixed in that are really nice. This is one that I had not previously had saved that I ended up going back and saving. Yeah, man. The, I mean, I, I'll just say it now. I like all these albums. There's not too many songs I don't like. Um, as we go through and this is another just really nice deep cut yeah so next one happens all the time just a <laughs> basic song about letting loose and hooking up with someone yeah this has got that like again it's got the old school feel to it um but slower chunky chords just kind of like coming along a little bit like this um maybe not my favorite song this album but still like kind of cool uh like I said, I love the fiddle work, and that's something that's kind of featured here. Good song. Yeah. The next one is uh, kind of a funny one. Trash a hotel room. This one is about letting loose and trashing a hotel room. Yeah, that's someone. the whole thing. Uh, mid-tempo party song. It, it, the energy raises a little bit in the chorus, but it's not like a wild like swing and feel. Um, the guitar is awesome on this track. Mm -hmm. um, but Almost other than that, this is just a fun one to put on while you're driving or drinking or whatever. Yeah, I almost should have had Letting Loose and as like a category because he's got a lot of those too. Yeah, but that's kind of the same thing as drinking, no. Uh, Does it, this one, I don't, specifically, I don't think so. Yeah. Hmm. I'd have to pull up the lyrics. No, I mean, there's obviously like elements of drinking, but it's not like a song about drinking. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, it's stays off the board. Okay. Uh, yeah, so then. The next one is another standout track, Chasing Them Better Days. Sneaky underrated. Yeah, I really like this song too. High-tuned guitar, mid-tempo verses, and they do raise the energy here through the chorus. Really, really good. Really nice song here. Yeah, there's some good like country-style like guitar picking on this. Yep. And this, this song really lets his voice go a little bit. Yeah, man. I thought he did great work on vocals here as well. Um, really nice deep cut on this album. Yeah, it, and it, when I say that, I mean as much as John Party's voice. Yeah, so that's the thing. Uh, his voice is not wild. He doesn't, like, his range isn't isn't crazy at all. He doesn't change his range much through his whole catalog. 
Um, but his actual voice is quite unique and yeah, I don't know if like pleasing in a way or like pleasant to listen to. It's just kind of it's it's not good old Southern boy, but like it's got elements of good old Southern boy. Um, it's got the little little twang. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You're right. It, uh, it's hard to like describe that, you know. But it just is a little bit pleasing. Yeah. Actually, funny enough, I was thinking about this on the way here today. Think about how hard it would be to do one of these episodes on like an EDM artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let me dive into the lyrics dude like what do we say yeah i really like that beat did you really like that beat yeah that's sick man next song i don't i think we'd have to do grab bag for for edm yeah it would just be really tough but anyways it's a total side conversation yeah and uh yeah so chasing them better days i've been living in fast lanes dodging them cold rains keeping my faith and i've been waiting on sunshine rolling with the hard times that come my way chasing them better days really cool song yeah no doubt uh never mind no so from there it gets into love you from here it's just a song about loving someone after they leave yep. you in a, like a relationship yep uh you can go ahead and tally this for country style breakup song um not my favorite song this is probably my least favorite song on this album honestly and that's not saying it's bad it's just not my favorite um some good fiddle work here it's got this like mid high tempo progression on it um, the energy doesn't really change throughout the song, though. Like, the chorus doesn't pick it up or bring it down at all. It just stays in this, I would say, mid-energy level, mid-high tempo for the whole song. Yeah. Next song, Empty Beer Cans. Drinking. B- bodies empty as these beer cans. <laughs> and it's about a relationship ending. Yeah, this, this so could also I, be breakup song. This, yeah. this is a double for me. Okay, all right. Um, mid-tempo here. It's got that chunky progression as well with the guitar. They got a really nice solo uh, about half, a little after halfway through the song. Um, country style, uptune solo. Um, yeah, it's just another good one from him. Yeah, this I, I'm not as big of a fan of on this one, but it's still good. Yeah. The last song on the album, another hit, When I've Been Drinking. This, this is another. This is just a fun track, dude. This yeah. is really fun. I mean, this is a song about, like, you're drunk. You're thinking about this girl you're maybe in love with, but probably not in love with. You just really like her, and you're you're hitting her up at four a.m. Hey, girl, you up? Uh, you're just drunk dialing these girls. Uh, but it's got this kind of like slow, plucky progression to it. Uh, and then the chorus, he really picks up the energy in the chorus. Not to say the tempo picks up a ton, but his voice picks up a ton in the chorus. Yeah, this this song is relatable as hell, and it's also like in the verse, it's just like this like. Like you said, he's just like kind of like picking away, and it's like this like like a fun, but it's like yeah. fun. Yeah, almost like a red solo cup kind of like progression. Yeah, and and he's kind of like it sounds fun, and he's kind of just have like you know talking like yeah, you know I was drunk dialing your yeah. number. Like yeah, he's not yeah. he doesn't feel bad for it. He's just having fun with it. You yeah, hundred percent. And that uh that wraps up Brave song. Unless you got anything else there. No, I, I that that song is too good to put in one of these. I think this that one's like a, just another gem. It's a, it, but it's, all, it's, also, it's also a drinking a, song. Yeah, this is true. a drinking song. Tally it. It's a gem, but it's a drinking song. Yeah, and, yeah, and this is just one like everyone's been there at some point in their lives. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is just funny. Uh, so, so this album, debut album, for me, this, this, I really like it because. Oh, hold on! Before you say this, I was thinking about this today too. If we start giving scores out after each album then our rankings are going to progressively like set themselves. And by the time we get the album rankings at the end, it won't even matter because we've already given our rankings throughout the episode. 
That's true. So save your ranking for when we do the album. Okay, so I just want to say what I really like about this album is there's a good variety of songs. It's again, there's not really any pop. There's some really good songwriting, and it's just it's just a fun album. Yeah, hundred percent. This uh, we talk about artists not having their their like cleanest work off the top. I think this is a really clean album. Um, there's a few songs in here that are like somewhat personal or like different. Um, it's not his best work, but it's really really good. And I, I wouldn't hate it if he made another album that had a similar sound to this one. Yeah, went back a little bit, kind of cooled it off. Yeah, I know. What Just you're did a little bit more like acoustic and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get that for sure. Um, all right, cool. So that brings us to well, so about the same time he did the B sides. Yeah, twenty fifteen. Yeah, it came out shortly after Write You Song, which is just another collection of uh, six songs here that he's been writing over the last five ten years uh, that he's been performing at odds and ends shows. Um, and he threw them together on a little EP, the B sides. Yeah, I I don't really have many notes on this. If you want to go or anything, feel free. I will uh, do a tally for drinking with me though. Yep, hundred percent. Um, let me get the. There we go. Uh, six songs here. Fighting the fool is this like fun mid tempo. Like the guitar is so loud and strong, not like wildly loud, but like relative to his other stuff. The guitar is really really powerful on this track. Um, song about uh, self-reflection of a guy who's like wrapped up in himself a little bit, selfish kind of guy, um, and realizing like, like shit, I gotta, I gotta figure this out a little bit. Even the music's not helping me. Yeah, sound-wise, I don't really like this one, but lyrically, this I do. Yeah, it's it's uh, one of the his more probably introspective songs. Yeah, no, that's honestly one of the only ones I can think of. Um, unless you want to talk about the breakup songs, whatever, man. <laughs> I don't know, that's a different thing to me. Um, yeah. Over my head, yeah. Yeah, I I kind of like these loopy like country guitar uh sounds too. I'm talking like a little bit like strung out notes, but not super strung out. Um just like kind of I don't know, loopy is the best way of putting it. Like they're they're not quick, but they're not slow. They're just kind of on top of each other a little bit, but like a second in between, I would say. Um other than that, yeah, kind of a simple song. Nothing crazy. Yeah, same. Drinking with me is another simple one. Yeah. Do you, do you want to drink with me? Yeah, exactly. But it's got this old pool, old school, like fast paced uh, country sound to it that I really, really like. This is a fun song. Yeah, he does. He does uh, add in those fast paced ones like every now and those then. Those are some of my favorite songs in his catalog, dude. I don't. Those aren't like that's not really my style, but I do like it's a good change of pace when he does it. 100 percent. Um, and I would say the last three songs in this album are a little bit slower. Back on the back roads. Uh there's a cool solo kind of in the middle end of this one. High tune country guitar here. A little bit soft, but um, yeah, I don't know. Not for me. Yeah, I, I like that one. It's kind of like, a, I don't know. It's a fun song. Like just, hey, find this, this you know, the spot off the back roads and we'll just have a good time. Yeah. Um, Rainy Night Song. This is a real slow, soft, sweet love song. Um, is this is this country style break? I don't think this is country enough to be a country style breakup song. Yeah, that's fair. I think this is just a. I wouldn't argue that yeah. point at all. I actually think it, lyrically, this is probably one of his more creative songs about breaking up. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't remember talking about that honestly. If you want to get into that a little bit, but no, it's just uh, it's a I don't know. It's just it's different. Okay, from like every other one. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, then the last song is Borrowed Time, another slow, soft ballad. Um, I thought he did nice work on the vocals here in the chorus. 
uh, getting through his his range. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, song about how you know we're all living on borrowed time. Yeah. Uh, B sides for me. I don't. I might have saved one of these songs. Uh, I really like fighting the fool and drinking with me. Okay. That's yeah. It. I would say if if uh, you're not familiar with it, it's probably not worth checking out. Yeah. But unless you're a big yeah party guy, right? Hundred percent. Um. Okay. Cool. So that brings us to what? 2016 California Sunrise. Yes. So sound wise, going from album one to album two, uh, much more polished and modern, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, less of that old school country sound, and that's not to say it's not there. It's just less, um, especially on some of the hits on this album. Like, like Night Shift is de- decidedly pop country. Yes, most uh, definitely. I mean, there's still some other stuff like Out of Style is his country rock song. Um, he's got a few like old school country songs towards the end of the album, um, but it, it's much poppier here. Um, Still, he's still got a lot of that old school like fiddle and piano in there, but a change from the first album for sure. Yeah. So yeah, out of style, kicks it off. Opener. I love this as an opener. Love, love, love this opener. Yeah. But I, it, it's everything I've told you before, right? Where I love when the artist gives you the energy in the first song. This is energy the whole way through. Yeah. This this one, uh, I re- I really enjoy this album. This is one of my least favorite off the album it's still decent though mm, gotcha gotcha um yeah it's it's just this upbeat kind of mid-tempo country rock song uh chorus really picks it up good he mixes in like some cool guitar licks between like verse and chorus and, and on the intro as well um just a, i think it's a really fun way to start this album off yeah the next song cowboy hat this is another this is a fun fun song yeah another fun one too but this is this is kind of goofy man i don't know <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's weird singing about this but this is we'll call this country love song or i would call this country love song oh for sure because when you get turned on i can't turn you down baby you look so good and nothing but my cowboy hat the the essence of the song is <laughs> just dancing around it's na- just about naked having sex and, yeah and, yeah, and, a cow- and she's just wearing your cowboy hat yeah um fiddle dominant here not too fast not too slow um upbeat for sure um a little help from the drums with the fiddle there but good track here yeah so another country style love song head over boots one of, i think his biggest hit if not his second biggest yeah this is definitely a top five hit for him for sure probably top three just not having looked at the charts you know but um this is another chunky progression dun, 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 dun. Um, it's a fun track it's another one of the singles off this album we'll say um sweet love song again it's not my favorite of his hits but it's still a good song yeah i like it it's it's a fun one to sing along to yeah it's a sing-alonger you're the one i want you're the one i need baby if i was a king oh you would be my queen you're the rock in my role you're good for my soul it's true i'm head over boots for you i'm obviously messing up the cadence but super catchy chorus yeah yeah um another hit off this album man so we talked about it already night shift he his vocal work on this song is incredible. This is some of his best work on the mic. Yeah, this is another another great song. Uh, it's it and like you said, this is um for the, this album probably the most poppy. Yeah, the guitar is poppy. The fiddle kind of like really complements the guitar nicely. Like it matches up pretty well. Um, and then the chorus is just it's a pop laden chorus. Like the, the beat, the sound, it's pop laden. 
but he gets up into his high. This might be the highest he gets into his range in his whole catalog, honestly. In that in the, in the chorus, in the chorus when he when he sings "Night Shift," yeah, um, or even the lines that come after that, "Dying for your touch like crazy." Yeah, true. Um, I just he he's so fucking good on this song. Yeah, this is, this is another fun one for sure. Yeah, a lot of fun to sing along to this one. Kind of catchy as well. Great. Yeah, one. the next one is another one of my least favorites. Yeah, uh, not can't a fan can't here. turn you down. Similar to that one uh, Cole Swindell song. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I can think of it in my head. Yeah, um, I should have wrote. I knew I should have wrote down the name. Anyways, <laughs> if it comes to me, I'll say it. But but this is. Uh, oh, have we been keeping track? Did you put? Uh, yeah, okay. I've been I've been marking. All right, but so th- this is a breakup one, right? Yeah, we'll we'll call this well. Well, it's kind of it's kind of the it's in between breakup and love song. Yeah, I don't know how to categorize this. Eh, let's just fuck it. We'll just leave it. Leave it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's mid tempo. Nothing crazy here. It's fine. I don't know. It's not one of my favorites either. Yeah, and then probably his biggest song, or if not the biggest, second biggest, "Dirt on My Boots." Yeah, a little bit more of that country rock back in here. He starts off with that really like. Um, clean, uptuned, plucky guitar intro, um, mixed in like the the fiddle is just kind of like on top of it. It's not really doing a whole lot. It's just sitting there on top of that. Um, and he's it's like a, this up tempo song the whole way through, kind of mid mid well mid tempo versus up tempo chorus for sure. High energy here, uh, really good track. Yeah, I think why I like this album so much is a lot of the songs really complement his voice. Yeah, yeah, 100%. it's like a good good harmony of of style and and voice. Yeah, we've talked about that before. He does a great job of mixing in with his music. He he very rarely sounds out of um, out of level with the rest of his his instruments. Yeah, this one live is pretty hype too. Oh yeah, dude. He like every yeah. He's an awesome one on fucking stage, dude. Yeah, uh, but yeah, really good track here. Another one hits off this album for sure. Single. Yeah. So the next one, another uh, breakup song. She ain't in it. She ain't in it. Slow, soft kind of song about getting over a breakup. Um, the whole thing is about like not having, not wanting to talk about her, just moving on, forgetting everything. Um, as the ballads go, I think this is a nice deep cut. It's not like it doesn't have a ton of replay value to me, but um, I don't know. Lot, ballads are tough in replay value category for me. I was going to say, this is a fine song, but I'm not going to listen to it like on shuffle. That's a crazy thing, dude. Like I don't have a ton of ballads in, in just my day to day listening. Um, like do ballads in general have a lot of replay value? Like are like how many ballads can you think of that have good replay value? Oh, I mean like I, I have, I'll listen to like a lot of like the shinedown ones when those come on. Yeah, that's definitely, there's definitely a few there. Um, even or similar like Foo Fighters, I think it's just for me. If I'm gonna listen to a ballad, like I like the rock style ballads more than like the country, like, the, like the country style ballads. Or yeah, exactly. Like Shadow of the Day, uh, I will always listen to that. Yeah, that's a banger. But I think that's just because that's like my favorite genre. You know. Also, the wrong word to put for Shadow of the Day, but it's a really really nice track. <laughs> yeah, you goof. Banger. <laughs> uh, anyways, back to it. Yeah. So all time high. Is country style love song for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. This uh, kind of got a poppier chorus, poppy chorus. It's slow intro into this high energy poppy chorus. 
uh, kind of like Night Shift, where he's stretching out his voice here a little bit. I really like the work he does on this song. Song, uh, one of my, I would say this is one of the better songs on this album. Oh, I I disagree, but this is still a, a decent song. Yeah, no, I like it a lot. He's uh in this one, he's like, "Girl, I want to roll you up and smoke you." So addicted every time I get to hold you. Very uh, a little corny. It's yeah. Sometimes when he does some of these analogies or analogies they're like very like surface level yeah yeah but i think some of them later on are pretty clever and we'll talk about them when we get to them later yeah um anyway so that's all time high another hit after that heartache on the dance floor fun track man this is really fun yeah just uh yeah meeting someone dancing remembering it feels a little bit like a clap along song like there's like this kind of feel to it like underneath all the music um kind of this like sweet smooth uh fiddle throughout um good energy through the chorus here i again it's one of the hits i, I like this song a lot too yeah his voice i think his voice shines again on this yeah, one. yeah 100 yeah really really nice work a little poppy though yeah just, definitely. not not though just just you know making a note there yeah uh paycheck eh. yeah um Wait, actually, hold on. Oh yeah, uh, another party song, man. This this feels like it fits in the drinking category. To me, yeah. drinking. Um, another just fun song you'll listen to, like again, driving, hanging out, whatever. You're in the pool, fucking around. Paycheck comes on. For me, this is just like a fun sing along song. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I even have this one saved. It's, yeah, yeah. But the next song is is one of my favorites. Lucky tonight. The the music the sound in this I love the sound of this song the yeah it's a it's a nice musical piece here um, mixing the fiddling guitar again on the chorus and kind of throughout honestly um, nice musically here the the trope here and it's not necessarily something we've written on the board but I would say this is the old joke about getting o- getting over somebody by getting under somebody hundred <laughs> percent yeah let me uh, I'm pulling up the lyrics right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She left about three weeks ago. A single man is a new thing, but I've been here before. Oh, and I've been drinking. I've been smoking. I've been looking around. Yeah. I need a stranger to break some new ground. I, I, I really like it's just uh, again, it's uh, just a cool song. Did you how did we categorize this? I didn't categorize this one. Breakup song. Oh, I guess. But not really. No, it, it's, it's a bit of like it's an extension of a breakup song. Yeah. I, what do you say? I, I would tell you it. Uh, but I wouldn't hold it against you if you didn't. It's on the board. All right. Good yeah. Stuff. Um, and then we close out this album with the uh, album titled song California Sunrise. This is an interesting track to me, just the, the, the progression of the speed of the song. It starts off really slow and kind of like not upbeat at all. And it builds up into this really upbeat, like high tempo chorus. And then they drop you off a cliff right back to the beginning and do it all over again to the end. This this one to me kind of sounds like it might be a little bit more personal to him. Yeah, I kind of got that feel too. Um, it, the whole song is kind of like talking about, yeah, a, a somewhat specific situation of him being with the girl and doing all sorts of cool stuff, like hanging out. Sounds like a memory. Yeah, a little bit. To me, I not knowing a ton about the song in, uh, in specific, but... It almost sounds to me like this would be a song you might write about, like, losing your virginity. 
like the way he talks about like the girl and the kind of the situation of the song, it just sounds like one of those like that's the, that's the feel I got listening to it. I could totally see that. I hadn't thought of that, but that that does make sense. She took me to heaven and so much more like nothing I've never like nothing I've ever seen before in that California sunrise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the vibe I got. It's a cool track. And um, as album title tracks go, this is one of the better ones that we've we've discussed so far. <laughs> True. Yeah, the, I, I do like this. This is one that if it pops up on the shuffle, I, I always give it a listen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good track. Uh, California Sunrise, a uh, little popular, as we mentioned, but still a really, really fun album to me. This album has a lot of replay value. Oh, a million percent. Top to bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really nice work here. Yeah. So that then it takes a break. Yeah. Three years. So. Uh, I, I wanted to bring something up with you and, and kind of get your thoughts. on Talk it. to me. So. And I, I want to use this album as a, a base like a point to, to base the discussion off of he gets married in 2020 proposes yep. in 2019 this album there's a lot of songs about going through a breakup and, and heartache in, in general and for me when artists like in their personal lives if they get married and then like the, a couple years later like or like at some point in their marriage they have an album and there's like five or six songs about like breaking up and it's like it, to me, it's, it, it always comes off as like Ingen- not just not genuine, not genuine at all. Yeah, it's yeah. like okay, like clearly, like someone wrote this song for you. You're just singing it. You you've been happily married for like ten years. Yeah, it is a strange confluence of things, but it's also one of those things where like you ever hear kind of newer uh, comedy art or like stand up guys talk about like you got to live a little to have something to talk about on stage. This might be one of those things where like this is just kind of what his bag is. And we mentioned earlier a lot of his songs are fairly generic. And it's real easy to write fairly generic breakup country songs. Right. But I just mean in general, like this, this is not just limited to John Party, but like, like Thomas Rhett does this in country and there's people that do it in all sorts of like different genres, whether it's rock rap yeah. where it's like, I don't know. It just feels kind of like just fake. If, if, if you're happy, if like if someone's like happily married or whatever, and they say that they are and they have been, and then they have like five songs on a 12 track album about like, all the, you know, the heartache of being broken up. It's like, yeah, you can recall that from like previous experiences and kind of draw on that, but I don't know. It just it's a strange like conjunction, and it's also a bit of a red flag for whoever you're like getting married to or whatever. Well, it's just like uh, on the opposite end of this, like 808s and heartbreaks, Kanye West. Like mm-hmm. that is like he went through it and he made the album. Um, what is it? Turn blue by the Black Keys. Okay. Like that whole album. It's it. You know, it's it feels like it's it's fresh, it's real. Like they the artist has gone through it, and now they're like reflecting on it. Whereas like to have this, you know, heartache medication 2019, and most of the songs are about breaking up with someone. You're getting married at the time. It's like, well, I don't yeah. know. It just it just comes Poor off timing. as uh, yeah. I, I still like this album though, no doubt. I do too. Um, quickly, is Rancho Fiesta before or after this? I don't know if that was on Spotify. Okay. Um, well, let me pop it in real quickly because it came up on my list before Heartache Medication. Okay. He did a an eight-song cover album in 2020, I believe. Oh, you know what? I I might have seen this, but I don't think I have notes on it. Uh, just quickly. I don't have a ton of notes either, but it's cool because he basically went to his he went to his his spot, his like local live where he does his live shows, kind of when he's off tour, you know, in Nashville. And just recorded an eight-song set list of country, like country covers. Not all country, actually. 
Um, first song, Bottle Let Me Down by Merle Haggard. Um, it's pretty true to the, the source material. Really fun, really good. Uh, Honky Tonk Man by Dwight Yoakam. Uh, same kind of thing as the last one. The fiddle is so fucking good on this song, too. It's just nuts. Uh, he does a couple George Strait songs after that that I think I think right or wrong is good. Marina Del Rey doesn't quite live up to the, the original. Um, both George Strait songs, anyways. Um, Prop Me Up Beside the Jukebox If I Die, Joe Diffle. Uh, it's this, like, slow kind of – it starts off really slow and almost a little bit sad, uh, kind of like, like If I Die, da-da-da-da-da, like a little bit soft, like sad almost. And then it breaks into this, like, happy, like, rollicking country song, fast-paced country song. Uh, and I think he maybe did it better than Diffle, honestly. Really, really fun and upbeat. Uh, Somebody's Doing Me Right by Keith Whitley. Soft love song. Good energy on this. Uh, it's not for me, but it's. I think he did a good job of covering it. The next two are interesting. And this is an artist I'm actually interested in doing for an episode. The Waiting by Tom Petty. I'm not familiar with that. I'm familiar with Tom Petty, but not. Is the hardest part. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, his, however it works, and Tom Petty has a bit of a unique voice. I thought Party on This was really, really good on the vocals. It sounds different, but the the music itself is very true to form. Party on the vocals on this song sounds so different, but he brings great energy to the song. I think he does a really, like, really nice job of covering the waiting. And then this song has been covered a million times, but nothing compares to you by Prince. Um, I guess famously done by Chris Cornell as well. Yeah. Um, it's not, I don't know. People love this song. I'm not a huge fan of this song. Um, I'm not a huge fan of this cover either, honestly. Um, but there's like some fun interlude stuff at the end of this track just because it closes out the album. Uh, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. I, I like uh, I. I like the Chris Cornell version of that song. I'll have to check out Parties. Yeah. He's, I mean, again, 7 million people have done this song. But uh, Prince does a really, uh, again, not me liking the song, but of the versions I've heard, Prince does a, I mean, he's the song. but Right. I like Prince's version a little bit. Anyways, so that's Rancho Fiesta Sessions. That leads into heartache medication, back to where we were. Um, anything before we get into heartache medication? No, just this, this album comes out in 2019. It has uh, a little bit. It has some pop, some also some bluegrass. It's a mix. I think he he mixes in a lot of sounds on this album. He's yeah. got some country rock. He's got some bluegrass. He's got some pop. He's got some just like good solid country. Uh, there's and there's 17 songs in this album too. I think. Uh, I think that's the deluxe that has. The actual, yeah, like, yeah. I'm looking yeah. at the deluxe version. Yep. Um, but the deluxe version has 17 songs on this album, and there's just a lot of different stuff here. Um, until I would say the last. Eh, no, I won't say that. It's just there's something for everybody here, but not every not everything is not for everybody here. Yeah, I I, I feel that way myself about this album. Like it's so it kicks off with heartache medication, which is one of my favorite John Party songs. Does it it's, kick off with heartache medication or old hat? Oh, my, my bad. I uh, skipped ahead here in my notes. Kicks off with the old hat. Um, a little bit. Mm, it's not as high energy as some of the other openers he's had so far. Mid-level verses on, like, an upbeat chorus to it. Uh, decent energy. Um, but he's got this cool little lick in the beginning that I like on the guitar. Um, that's, like, a fun way. And he kind of, pl- like, plucks it in throughout the, the song. It's not my favorite song, but it's fine. Yeah, it's about being old-fashioned. I I can't relate to this one. I don't... Yeah, it's hard yeah. to... I don't know. It's yeah. not for us. 
But yeah, the next song, Heartache Medication, one of my favorite party songs. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Really, uh, like, good tempo here, good upbeat sound. Um, mixes in all, like, the fiddle and the guitar here really well. Um, great work on the vocals. And uh, actually, let me do that, too. Yeah. And he's like, and here I go again. I'm drinking one. I'm drinking two. I got my heartache medication, a strong dedication to getting over you, turning me loose. And it, this is just a, just a fun song. Yeah, it's a fun song, and it's a really, really, like, musically sound song. Yeah, yeah, definitely one to to check out if, if I mean I think it's one of his hits, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then it's uh it gets into Nobody Leaves a Girl Like That, which is you know, a song about leaving someone and then kind of regretting it. Yeah, 100%. Um he's got these like the guitar stands out again here a little bit. He's got these mid-tempo power chords. It's not quite country rock, but it's bordering on country rock. Um and just throughout, I think there's there's cool little licks throughout. He does really, really good work on the guitar. Um, Energy-wise, I thought there was maybe something a little bit lacking, but um, I, I guess I was just expecting the song to pick up a little bit more, and it never did, uh, but still a fine song. It's had a, a classic country line of, I was reckless and wild, didn't think I was ready, couldn't settle me down, so I fired up my Chevy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ah, bro. It's like, cars. <laughs> Fuck. I, I almost well he doesn't have party doesn't have that many songs about cars so that's or why I didn't put it as a, or a category that'll be something for another artist but yeah like if you're going to uh you know country university and you're welcome to you know day one of country 101 you have an old beat down pickup <laughs> in a Chevy <laughs> could be a Ford but probably yeah, a Chevy probably a Chevy <laughs> <laughs> it's like they they uh they're doing like uh you know words that rhyme on the board and <laughs> chevy's the base word and then it's <laughs> they've got like 50 different words Heavy, under the yeah. levy ready yeah they just yeah there's like 50 different words all right like here's what you can choose from oh <laughs> uh, it's like a mad lib you're just putting words together 100 percent. oh man that's a funny idea that's my that's a funny skit too yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right um the next song ain't always the cowboy it's this slow fiddle ballad, uh, but the guitar comes in on the chorus and really like brings some energy in. I really like what they did here with that. Uh, really nice song. Yeah, so uh, this is the one I was talking about. He has in the deluxe version of this album, it's like the yeah. Western version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little where, stripped down. Yeah, they kind of strip it down. They, they essentially take, I'm going to call it, like they take the pop out of the song. They take the, the fiddle a little bit out. Like There is fiddle in it, but there's a lot less fiddle in it. And more of these, like, just drawn-out, whiny notes on the guitar. Again, not quite loopy, but close to loopy. Um, I like the the Western version a lot. And it really lets John's voice take over the song. Yeah, 100%. Uh, stripped down is a good way of putting it, because it's not listed as stripped, but it's stripped. It's really good. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, th- this is a cool song lyrically, too, where, you know, it's the metaphor of, like, you know, the cowboy is always the one that's, you know, reckless and, and wild. and uh, So the song is, you know... It ain't always a cowboy that ain't got a lot of hang around, ain't got no settle down in their boots. Gone's just what they do. That restless run in search for something, leaving love in the dust of a midnight Chevrolet. It ain't always a cowboy that rides away. Yeah. Yeah. Really nice song. Also chalk another one up for Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, is that a love song or a breakup song or both? I think it's more of a love song. Yeah, I think so, too. For the people not watching on YouTube, we're at six for country style love song, five for drinking, five for breakup, and one at the bar song. 
Yeah, you know, I, the At The Bar picks up in, uh, I think it's either the back half of this album or the next one. Yeah, might be cut like horse from the back of the pack. <laughs> All right. So the next song, I know you wanted to talk about this one, uh, Me and Jack. Fast-paced, fun. Really, really cool song. Country rock song, party song. It's just got this like plucky traveling guitar the whole way through. It's really similar to that first track on the first album, What I Can't Put Down. Um, but he's got this whole like inner dialogue throughout the song where he's talking about the – he says, I met the man in black. Um, he told me his name was Jack. Um, and that could be anything until you realize he's talking about Jack Daniels and he's talking about his struggles – or not struggles per se. Let's not say that. But no, I think well, struggles could be fair. It's, it's Struggles implies he has a problem, I guess. Well, yeah, I guess at the end of the song because then he's like, I had to switch the crown or – you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like, Jack Daniels is fucking me over. Every time I drink Jack Daniels, I do some dumb shit and I end up in trouble. Yeah, I guess it's not struggles because he's like, oh, well, I'm still going to drink whiskey. I'm just going to switch to crown. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a fun, lighthearted song and I – Fucking love it. This is one of my favorite John Party songs in this whole catalog. Yeah, uh, and like you were saying, back when I was just 18, I met the man in black. He said, John, it's nice to meet you. My name is Jack. We hung out all the time. We became good friends. We ran around. We hit the town every damn weekend. I started missing work because I was dog tired. That boss man had enough, and good old Jack got me fired. <laughs> it's funny, too, because I go back and forth. With, I, like, I'm a whiskey drinker myself, and I've gone back and forth between drinking Jack and Crown since I was in college. It's just... <laughs> I don't know, maybe something I can connect with a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's definitely uh, a, f- a fun, fast-paced one for yeah, him. Love it. Um, and then the next song is the opposite of that. It's the opposite, but I also love this song. Don't Blame It on the Whiskey featuring Lauren Elena. Um, it's this slow ballad about like a couple that's arguing, but the the point is not to blame it on the alcohol. It's to, to deal with the problems at, like, at face value. Um she does a verse. He does a couple verses. They do the chorus together. I I think this is also uh, one of the best songs in this album. I yeah I I do like that this one is different. It's it's you know kind of the duet. Yeah. Uh, which he doesn't. I think this might this be might the, be his only one. Yeah. So I like that. It, I mean, this song for me is I don't like it as much, but I I like that he's uh, exploring and doing something different at least. Yeah, it's cool. And again, with a different sound. Breakup. Or no. It doesn't necessarily imply that they're broken up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know if this cleanly fits in any of these categories. Yeah, we'll leave it. Um, Yeah, but good song here. After that, Tide went on. The next two tracks. So Tide went on and Ought to Know That, both country rock feel. Um, So Tide went on is this like slow fiddle intro. It doesn't feel like it's going to have this upbeat feel to it. And then they break it in uh, with this like up-tempo party song, high tune country, piano mixed in, um, fiddle throughout. It, Tide went on is a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm gonna. This is you know drinking and kind of at the bar. Yeah. Uh, and this this one this song starts off slow for the first verse, if you will. Yeah, it's like 45 seconds or so. Honestly. When he's like talking about the relationship, and then when it gets into the chorus of where he's like, I cut her loose and tied one on closed down my favorite honky tonk. Don't know why I waited so damn long. I cut her loose and tied one on. Like it just goes super fast. It, it, it's like a real one eighty. It's not like a slow, uh, build up like tempo change. It's like a hard, like switch from this slow, sad song to a real fun, upbeat party song. He's got this, he's got this one line in the song where he's just like a lot of high fives and a lot of beer went down. <laughs> Been there, done that. It's just, it's just funny. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, not, 
Like, this isn't his craziest. This is not his best work, but it's just another fun track he has. That's all I'll put it. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, ought to know that. Same kind of thing. Country rock again. Uh, it's like this stripped chorus a little bit into the plucky country licks that they had in the intro. They do it after the choruses. Uh, they do it kind of towards the end. There's a really nice solo in this song that I like a lot. Um, good tractor. Yeah, is does this one ought to know that? Because he's... Uh, just talking about he should have stayed in, but then he went out. Yeah, I mean, is that we, kind of like we at, could that call that at the bar? Yeah, feel it. Um, anything on this one, Joey? No. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't really like this one. Gotcha. The next one, tequila little time. This it's kind of like a good play on words, but it's also kind of cheesy as hell. Yeah. So this is maybe the first one of those like plays on words that I, I was going to bring up earlier. Um, Tequila Little Time, the, the play on words is to kill a little time that he brings up uh, through the through the, like the verse or the chorus. Um, but this is a different sound, too. The sound intros with these loud, almost like it's almost like a wedding sound. Yeah. Or like mariachi almost. Like, oh, that, yeah. Mariachi's. Yeah. Uh, these loud horns. Um, dun, 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 dun. Um, Mid tempo, but really, really high energy. The verses are kind of like soft and sweet, but still with this like upbeat sound in the background, high energy sound. Um, this is actually that's an interesting thing where party brings himself down a little bit to get a little sweet with it. Well, the music is still high. That's kind of like a like a turned on your head a little bit from what I expect. We're like, I, I expect party to pick himself up a little bit in the chorus. But this one, it feels like it's the opposite a little bit. Yeah, it is a good contrast. Because the chorus is just him kind of like softly. He's like, because I want a tequila little time with you. A little salt and a lime will do. Hey, barman, will you bring us two? I want tequila little time with you. And then the horns come blaring in from behind. It's it's fun. Um, again, not for everybody here, for sure. Yeah. I, I like it, but. I don't like this one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those ones like, uh, I don't know. It's just. Just kind of cheesy for me. A little me. cheesy for sure, yeah. And the horns, I could, I could see where that might not be for everybody, so I get it. Um, after that, Buy That Man a Beer. This is an interesting track lyrically. Musically, it's not crazy, but lyrically, I think this is interesting. Joey, you got anything? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, on a deeper level, it's about, I think it's just more about being, like, kind of empathetic. And if someone's, essentially, like, if someone's going through something, like, in the song, I think he references, like, a, a veteran and yeah. then... Uh, couple other ones where it's just like hey you see someone going through something like buy him a beer like send them positive vibes it's like the kind of pay it forward type deal a little bit yeah 100 percent. and it this this one it seems like it's surface level and maybe it is but i I think there there is like a deeper meaning of like just try and be kind yeah yeah i mean musically i'm not a huge fan of this song it's not something i go back and and pick out to listen again but uh, i just thought the message was kind of cool on this one yeah so i think this one's kind of like at the bar end yeah, no. yeah, 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 hundred percent. You seeing someone? Absolutely yeah. at okay. the bar. Yeah, uh, the next one is "Call Me Country." So, John wrote this song about like his country music heroes of like the sixties and seventies. So, like Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Merle Haggard, and and kind of Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the whole song. This whole song is just an ode to the old, uh, like the greats of country music from that era. Um, the OGs, the OG country guys. Um, mid-level slow kind of just not sad but a bit somber uh track it it's not fun but like i think it's a good one to stop on and give it a listen on your way through the album yeah it i do like um 
it's cool to see him like kind of like pay respect to the people that inspired him. Yeah, especially after doing three albums or I guess two and a half albums at to this point of their music. Yeah, and rappers do that a lot too. Like, well, they'll you know they'll reference like older rap, like older rappers that inspired them, and uh, it is cool to see that. I don't you don't really see that in like rock per se. Uh, I can think of I can think of one song in particular. So American Pie by Don McLean. And actually, this is something I, I was maybe going to talk about a little bit later. But uh, American Pie is an essentially uh, it's a response to Buddy Holly and those guys crashing in the plane in the six or in the 50s uh, who were like these these innovators of rock, like rock and roll music. Um, and he's he's pays owed um, to them throughout the song. So that's one. But yeah, not a ton. Yeah, I mean, I think you see it more like in the music for rock. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, it, drummers play drums the way their favorite drummers play. Guitarists do the same thing. Uh, I, you're a hundred percent right about that. Yeah, cool song though. Yeah. Uh, just like old times, maybe not my favorite song. This album, it's like this slow, low ballad. Um, just kind of forgettable, honestly. Yeah, I. Uh, let me scroll back down here. I just got lost in my notes. Um, just like old times. Yes. So seeing an ex at the bar, catching up, hooking up. I don't know. Neither. Oh, at the bar end. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> at the bar end, making a, a little a little bit of a Coming run here. Coming up from the back at the bar end. That's actually a name for a fucking horse right there. At the bar. Uh, <laughs> that is a great name. Love her like she's leaving. I kind of got the same vibes as the last song. Slow, low ballad. Kind of forgettable. Yep. 100%. Yeah, I don't. This is definitely a country style love song. Just being upset with yourself for not loving someone the, the to the fullest, I guess. Yeah, right. Um, this is like it's got that vibe of like live like you're dying. Same kind of thing here. Yeah. Yeah. And then last but certainly not least on the end of the regular edition of the album yeah. is Starlight. It's an awesome track. This this song gives me chills when I listen to it. It's so I, I've got a couple notes on this. So one, he actually wrote this one back in 2014 uh, with his grandmother in mind, and he shelved it um, for a couple years. And then he had a buddy that actually committed suicide, and he couldn't make it to the funeral because he was on the road. So he sent his buddy's family a video message and a recording of this song, and the feedback that he got and like the impact that it made, like at like they played it at like the funeral and like the impact that it got was it touched him so much. He's like, Oh, like maybe I should release this at some point. Yeah, man. Um, and so he saved it for this album and the song, the meaning of the song is like people that have passed on, like there's, you can still feel them with you. Like, you know, spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, it's that being said, this, like the song feels heavy talking about it this way. It's an upbeat, like fun feeling song. Uh, it's got banjo mixed in with like fiddle, but doing like like pop beats on the fiddle, kind of or pop notes on the fiddle. Uh, Mid tempo, his voice, his vocals are awesome in this song. Up and down, this is the best. His yeah, yeah, some of his best work on the right vocals. up there with Night Shift for sure. Um, banjo is an interesting one. This might be his only banjo track in his whole catalog. It's not super noticeable, but in the very beginning, you hear it. He comes in with banjo. Yeah, and then it plays in the background throughout the song, but you really have to pay attention to hear it. And I, I wanted to actually play the intro real quick because it's every time I like it comes on, I just I can't oh. tell if he hits the keyboard in the intro either. You know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah. That might just be fiddle, but it sounds like it's got like keyboard elements to it. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah, it's 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 just a it's an amazing song. So John said about this one, you know, he's talking about loved ones that we've lost in the past and he said making the song instead of it being like kind of simple and sad, we wanted to make it more upbeat so that when you're listening to it, you can kind of remember like happy thoughts yeah. about like someone that you've lost, which right, is Right, right. It's just an awesome song. This and is really really cool track in this it, catalog. I I want to read like the some of the lyrics too because again, this is just one of my favorites. So he's he's like I've been blessed and I've sinned where this where the scars of where I've been lucky to be alive and breathe in this midnight air. I swear you're right here. Get the chills on my skin. And that's when I get this feeling you're shining down on me, showing me the way angel in the night here to save the day, like a light out of the dark straight across the sky up there in this, that starlight starlight tonight. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't I don't have anything else to say about it, except I just, I just love this track. Let me read one more. To the good that die young, fighters for the freedom fought that keeps me free, and all the heroes in my heart who taught me to believe, and that's why I believe in things I can't see. This is, I mean, this is, yeah, this is just uh, it, one of my favorite, like, just favorite songs in general. You not even John Party. It's wild that you don't see, or, sorry, it's not wild. It's wild that a song that's this awesome made its way down to number 14 on the set list. Well, this... A lot of the songs in this album are kind of about breakups, and yeah. it's, I guess, doesn't I'm, really fit. Yeah, I, although I, I, I guess to your point, he wrote this in 2014, and then he waited until this album to put it as like the closer. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I guess it, it doesn't really fit anywhere, right? I mean, if it's gonna fit, it fits at the end. It's just strange that like such an awesome song finds its way 14 tracks down the set list, you know? Yeah, and this one only has on Spotify 19 million streams, which I think is wildly underrated. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, really I cool also song. I wish he would have performed this at con- when we saw him at yeah. The I don't concert. remember. I don't remember seeing hearing this song. Now again, I didn't know that much about him when I did see him, and I'm surely I surely I don't remember as much as I could have. But <laughs> regardless, uh, yeah, no, this would be sick in in live concert. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we did that song justice because yeah. it's one of my favorites. Yeah, 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 100%. Do you want to talk about the couple of tracks on the the extended version? Oh, uh, yeah. So we already talked about the Western yeah. version yeah. of It Ain't Always a Cowboy. And so then the other ones I thought were kind of forgettable. Yeah, uh, I didn't love what either What was it? Bar Downtown and then... Beer Light. Yeah. It, it's a it's like a twisting right, of light on. beer. Yep, beer Light, drinking. let me get that. Yep, and then Bar Downtown, let me get that. Yep, yep, <laughs> done. Um, both of these songs were a little bit forgettable. Um I don't know. I didn't. I thought the guitar on Bar Downtown was all right. Uh, better than all right. Good, but hey, that's why they're on the extended version. Yeah, hundred percent. Just deep cuts for the party fans out there. Give it a listen. Yeah. So then, last album, most recent album, Mr. Saturday Night, twenty twenty two, and it kicks off with Mr. Saturday Night too. The the title track. Um, this is a fun album. Certainly, I think this might be his poppiest album to date. Um, just in feeling. Yeah, and for me, what I was kind of saying earlier, whereas like California Sunrise was a good departure from his first album, and then even Heartache Medication played with. There's different types of songs, and he All played out with different, different types. Yeah, yeah, he played around with different styles. This album feels like it's lacking, like it's. It feels like it's just underwhelming for me. A little bit, yeah. Sound wise, no, I, I get what you're saying here for sure. Um, just something to be desired. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't hit the same. But I get, I get what you're saying 100%. From, in, from both, like, a sound and lyric standpoint. Because there's a, there's a couple, like, really cheesy songs on here. Yeah, I mean, lyrically, uh, like we, we mentioned earlier, Santa Cruz. Um, I think Mr. Saturday Night is kind of an interesting, like, lyrical track. 
Um, but yeah, there also there are some very very cheesy tracks on here. Yeah, so M- Mr. Saturday Night is essentially h- him being the life of the party uh, to kind of cover up like how hurt he is inside over uh, a breakup. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a country style breakup song. Uh, yeah, it's country style breakup song. Um, but th- this is what I was talking about with clever lyrics, right? So Mr. Saturday Night is a play on words. It's like I missed her on Saturday night. Um, yeah, so that yeah, he goes like, "Call me Mr. Saturday Night, Mr. Always In, Mr. Never Miss a Good Time." Yeah, I smoke and drink, smile and wink, and make them think I'm fine. They don't know how much I missed her Saturday night. Right, right. And so it, it's just like a, again, it's clever, man. I don't know. You don't see a lot, especially country artists. Uh, I feel like you don't see a lot of this like clever wordplay or like uh, innuendo. So this this one is really clever. I think the one there's one or two later on the album. The reverse cowgirl is like offensively dumb. Yeah, it's it's really bad. <laughs> this one's clever this one's clever um <laughs> wow i mean aside from that mr saturday night it's got this like old school fiddle piano intro uh it goes from like slow to faster um i thought his vocal work was really nice here just a, a good solid start to the album yeah one of the keepers yeah for sure next one uh fill her up i kind of like this one too another party track um did you put this in drinking yeah yeah um upbeat clap along feel to it this is another one with the clap along beat um mid to high tempo guitar here just a a fun track as you're getting through the album yeah not not one of my favorites gotcha last night lonely definitely one of his popular tracks yeah Yeah, i wrote down modern country feel and again in that that luke bryan like zone of country music yeah and this was i think the hit or the second mr saturday night and this song were the two hits off this album yeah, yeah, that's probably right. Um, there's another one a little bit further down that I think I got some play too. But this is these are probably the two hits. You're right. Yeah, and th- I mean this song is about you know hoping that you know you find someone and that it's your last night lonely. The drums stood out to me on this track. The drums were really loud and powerful on this track, which I guess is also a staple of modern like uh, pop modern pop country. But yeah, drums were really powerful, and you don't. I guess it just stood out because the drums are very much in the background a lot of a lot of his other tracks. Yeah, this song, like, if if Cole Swindell made this song, I wouldn't be surprised. If Luke Bryan made this song, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's all right. Neon Lightspeed, next. Meh. Yeah, it wasn't thrilled. Is, <laughs> That's literally my note as well. Meh. Um, dancing at the bar. It's slow, but still feels like upbeat and fun. Um, chunky chords mixed in here with some fiddle action. Um, not my favorite, but it's slightly catchy chorus, I guess. Yeah, so this is kind of for me where it gets a little bit cheesy, where he's like, uh, "Yes, yeah, another play on words, kind of." Lean in and let the night move at neon light speed, and I don't know. It's yeah, yeah, it's not for me either. I don't know. New place to drink up next in the bar, or at the bar, or drinking. Uh, and breakup song would be all three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. What What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Um, just pick one. Piano intro, um, it's got this like upbeat old school country sound to it with the fiddle and the piano. Um, and then obviously got some cart guitar mixed in there. Um, this is a fun track. Um, not his best work, but just kind of a fun track again throughout this album. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything to add on this one. Yeah. Your but Heart This actually mine. might be the hit on this album. Oh, does this get radio play? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Uh, Your Heart or Mine. This is, I think this is his best track on this album. Um, upbeat mid-high tempo guitar really good energy in the chorus um, like he does this like almost like a like he's calling out to somebody to respond actually to him 
where he goes, your heart or mine, is it? And he's, uh, I don't know, I just, it's a cool track. I really, really like this track. Yeah, it's a good uh, good love song. Yeah, 100%. Where, yeah, is it your heart or mine? Is it whiskey or wine? Is it something in the night making us want to cross that line? Girl, we're playing with fire. Love ain't too far behind. It's just a matter of time until it finds your heart or mine. Yeah, cool. Um, follows that up with Santa Cruz. We've talked about this a few times now already. Fuck, but um, Santa Cruz is this like, well, I'll let you get into the lyrics a little bit, but mid-level, everything, uh, it all, like, the level never changes. It's just all, like, everything's at this, like, solid mid-level and never really goes up and down too much. Um, musically, it didn't stand out to me, but being the personal story it is, I thought it stood out a little bit. Yeah, it's it to me, I got a similar vibe as California Sunrise, where it just sounds very, very personal to him. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a great comparison. California Sunrise is a, is a good, like, tag along with that for sure his, his tone's a little it's all compared to california sunrise i feel like his tone's a little bit different in this one yeah a little bit a little softer maybe yeah um uh, you know not as excited necessarily but uh, same kind of feel a little bit more personal definitely um this next song is another fun one too so this is a um long neck way to go with featuring midland uh, another country band yeah this is to me, this is another cheesy, cheesy pun. It's a cheesy pun, but I like the song. I don't know. It's just kind of like this. This feels like beach music to me. <laughs> I've got a long, long neck way to go. Well, these heartbreak beers, they go down fast. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's all it's, it's corny for sure. Um, but I like the music. Uh, kind of it just feels fun. I don't know that this whole album, like there's a lot of fun tracks, um, not necessarily like the best work, but they just feel fun. This is one of them for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of. Uh, mid high tempo um the guitar doesn't necessarily stand out here but um there's a couple licks throughout that are kind of cool yeah this is fine this is country style breakup song as well as drinking song yeah yeah for sure take take your pick one or the other i mean they're they're both one and the same the next song is rain check this is essentially about being heartbroken you're at the bar a hot girl wants to to talk to you and you're too heartbroken to to move on and Except the hot girls free yeah, drink. You need a rain check with her. <laughs> um, soft track, fiddle mixed in with guitar here. Um, didn't stand out to me musically at all, really, but um, kind of an interesting little like generic story, I guess. Yeah, this this is a breakup. Yeah, breakup song for sure. Working on a new one after that. This one, I who were we talking about? We were talking. I think we were talking I think about with Jake. Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. You and me are gonna have two stories. So you remember with Seether, I, I mentioned there was a song, and I'm forgetting what it is right now, but I said this, like, imagine pop punk, but tuned down to Seether. <laughs> yeah. This song sounds like a pop punk song, but in the tune of country a little <laughs> bit. Cut this if you want, but let me let me at least play a snippet of this. Yeah, for sure. Well, you load that up or do you have it already? Yeah. Okay. Even the chorus a little bit feels like pop, pop punk. Now, obviously, it's country. It's a, it's a stretch to get where I'm going, but if if you open your mind to like hearing it, it comes into me at least. Yeah, I, I see where you're, I get the undertones of some of the instruments in that kind of what yeah. you're saying. Anyways. Uh, this song, I really like this one. This is this is a fun song. It, very, 
where he's like, uh, I said last weekend, nah, never again, but hell, I said that before. Now I'm headed downtown, and the sun's going down, and I'm walking through the, them swinging doors, yeah, and now it's one for the money and two for the party and three for whiskey and the beer on ice. I should have shut it down, shut it down, but here I am hanging around, headed for a headache in the morning light. I swore my last hangover was my last hangover, but I'm working on a new one tonight. Drinking. Uh, Yeah, fun track off this album. Another just really fun track. I like this one a lot, too. This this is a cool one. If you're drinking and this song comes on, it's this yeah. is a, this is a good one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then he f- does a complete 180 on you after that with "Hung the Moon." Yeah, so I had to look up the term "Hung the Moon" because I didn't, I wasn't really familiar with it. But if you refer to someone as having hung the moon, you think they're like wonderful or amazing. Mm. Yeah, that sounded like one of those like old school country kind of like analogy or not analogies, but sayings, um, euphemisms. Not one of my favorite tracks at all. Honestly, one of my least favorite tracks on this album. Honestly, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like this one that much either. Whatever. The I don't really like the next one as much either. The day I stopped dancing. It's I, I don't know. Again, as ballads go for him, I kind of actually did like this one. Oh, really? Uh, it just felt like sweet to me. Uh, the way he's singing throughout this song felt sweet. Um, he's it's a soft mid tempo love song. It's not really like a ballad, but um, it's just a soft country song. Um, it's not. It doesn't have great replay value, but I think it. It's cool listening to it as you go through the album. At least I. I like. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't know. This one was just and for me, and then the Man, last. The next two. The are, last two are like offensively bad. Like. Yeah, cheesy, cheesy. Or not, not even bad. Just cheesy. The first one, smoking a doobie. Which, first of all, anyone that says smoking a doobie sounds like a narc. Sounds like a narc. I could like if you're an old guy. Maybe you got to be real old to get, to get away with pol- like saying that. <laughs> Smoking a doobie, like there's so many. Uh, like I don't think I've ever heard anyone say like casually like. You want to go smoke a doobie? <laughs> yeah, it's such a like. Hey, freaking, brother! It's such like a like a Scooby Doo esque like. Rough <laughs> 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 Oh yeah, no, I get you, man. Um, but and, that- and then he rhymes it with. In the song, in the chorus, he goes, smoking a doobie on the Guadalupe. Like, what is the, what is the Guadalupe? Am I missing something? Is that like a, bo- a famous boat or something? Like, no, I think it's probably just, just like a, 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 place? Beach, a beach down south in, like, uh, you know, Central America or something. Yeah, man. This. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an odd song. This is another cat clap along song. Strong fiddle presence here. Uh, bit of, like, old school country meets new school sound. Um, but, yeah, it's still just a weird song. In terms of like songs that of John party that you can play to unwind and have a good time. This is at the bottom of the list for me. Yeah, I could, uh, I could get along with that aside from the clap long element. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. And then the last song reverse cowgirl. My notes for this song were one offensive. <laughs> In, uh, he uses a phrase reverse cowgirl for like, He's talking about uh, a girl that, you know, is put is it in reverse cowgirl. Yeah, she's leaving him. She's on the road. And he says, put it in reverse cowgirl. It's but it, it, there are a lot of innuendos in the chorus about like being in the reverse cowgirl position, too, <laughs> which is awkward. It's um, there's also like a three second pause between reverse and cowgirl as he sings it, which is also hella awkward. It's it's probably his worst song. If not, it, it's certainly it's right top three. There. It's right up there. Yeah, 100%. And to have it as a closer is even more offensive. It, it's just so goofy. I don't know. But <laughs> he's kind of a goofy dude, too. So, like, I'll give him a little break there. He's just he's a goofball, man. But Yeah. 
Yeah, it's still it's still bad. Yeah. So before we get into the rankings and set list here, final tally count for our country tropes. At the bar and comes in last with eight. Actually tied for last with eight. And then country style breakup songs, eight. And then we have country style love songs with 11. And then in first place, it's got to be drinking with a whopping 13. I told you it would be. Although at the bar and gave it a run and so did country love song. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's just, I feel like these, these categories are uh, the essence of a lot of John Party's music. Yeah, we didn't miss a whole lot of songs by on this tally. There's probably, we probably got 40 some odd, close to 50 tallies. Oh, on I there. double counted a few, but yeah. Yeah, still. Anyways, um, not a lot of songs in his, pl- in his discography that aren't up there right now. Do so you want to do album rankings? Or? Yeah, let's do album rankings, then songs, then concert, and call it a day. Yeah, album rankings for me is pretty straightforward. Uh, from worst to first here, Mr. Saturday Night is clearly the worst song, or sorry, worst album that he has. Uh, did you include the B-sides? No, I didn't. Okay, yeah. Um, and then Heartache Medication was third for me. Yeah. Although I could see I could see how someone might like that a little bit more than some of the other ones. Okay. And then I had Write You a Song at 2 and California Sunrise at 1. Yeah, and so I'm going to disagree with you a little bit there. So agreed about Mr. Saturday Night that comes in at 4. Um, but I'm going to have Write You a Song at 3. Um, it just doesn't quite have that polished sound yet to it. Although it does stick to the country, it's just not quite there yet. Uh, California Sunrise at two still and heartache, heartache medication at one because I think he did go out of the box and do so much different stuff, different cool to me, cool stuff, a uh, little bit more rock element to it, um, different stuff like musically with the horns, the piano. Um, I just really like that album almost top to bottom. OK. Yeah. So for me, like California Sunrise, there's just so much replay value there. There's 100%. so many hits. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's kind of why it's it has to it be does, one for me. It does feel like like the first seven eight tracks are all hits kind of i feel like if you took his top 10 most streamed songs six of them are probably from this album yeah no i i wouldn't argue that that point at all i think just personally i think i just i enjoy the little bit of the the change up in sound on heartache medication is gotcha i'm going with this and yeah i liked i liked write you a song it too just like i like the the more like acoustic style and uh, he had a couple of really, really like creative songs mm-hmm. that also have a lot of replay value. Yeah, hundred percent. So, top ten. Uh, yeah. You want to go first? I just looked at one, and I think I want to change it. Sure. So ten to one here. I've got when I've been drinking at ten, up all night at nine, dirt on my boots at eight, night shift seven, heartache medication six, head over boots five, heartache on the dance floor four, what I can't put down three. Lucky Tonight 2, and then Starlight at 1. Nice, yeah. No, I I mean, we're going to have wildly different lists here, but he has <laughs> so many good tracks, I'm not going to argue that. Um, 10 to 1 for me here. 10, ought to know that. 9, all-time high. 8, tied one on. 7, me and Jack. 6, up all night. 5, Starlight. 4, dirt on my boots. 3, cowboy hat. 2, your harder mine, uh, which might be pretty controversial, but... Uh, I just love the energy he gives in that song. And then similarly, Night Shift at one. Yeah, you know what? You know what's funny? I, I can't argue your list too much. I, I think this is one that if we post it up, people will people will wildly different. Totally, yeah. You'll I mean he, I'm gonna win again regardless. No, it doesn't no, matter. No. He, but he's got enough of a different like sound where I could see people being like, Oh, both these lists suck. Like 
No, no. I mean, I, I could definitely see people hating your list. That wouldn't shock me at all. But no, Star Starlight is a clear. <laughs> that's that's a clear number one song. That's like, that's like the his like deepest song. It is pretty powerful, no doubt. Yeah, uh, it it belongs on any top ten list for sure. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have, yeah, yeah. for sure. And yeah, I mean, I, I guess Lucky Tonight it too. Like, I could see people har- harping on that, but that's just one. Uh, when you hear the first couple notes, it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, it's a fun song, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Do the uh, concert concert set list and wrap up here. Yeah. You know what's funny? I'm trying to think of what he actually what he did for his encore. Oh, I, when we were again. I remember less than I should. <laughs> I was the DD. I should remember. Uh, but uh, yeah, you want to go first? Sure. Um, coming right out on the stage with his concert opener. I'm gonna have him come out to up all night. Uh, it just feels like something as soon as he hits it, or the whole crowd knows it's upbeat, good energy. Uh, it's going to get the people going. We're going into the encore. Again, with energy and a song most people will know, uh, Your Heart or Mine is going to open the encore. Um, just very strong, very like recognizable, um, good energy here. Starlight is going to be the second song on the encore. Uh, again, it fits into that softer second slot. Um, and then close out with Night Shift. Um, there's a lot of room to play at the end. Really, really solid track. Great energy. Good night. I think he might have. Uh, he might he might have closed out with night shift when we went. I'm actually going to open with night shift. Yeah, that's, I I uh, think I, at one point I had that iteration. Yeah, I think it'd be that's a that's a fun one to just kind of set the tone and, and get the party going. Agreed. Uh, for the three song encore here, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with heartache on the dance floor one. Okay. And then I like you had Starlight at two. Yeah. Although again, he didn't play it when we saw him in concert. No, I, but it's wild. But I don't think it get like you mentioned it. It doesn't get the play that the other tracks get. So. Or if if that's not a realistic one, I'm gonna say what I can't put down it to because that's that's another like acoustic kind of slower. Yeah, I mean, if I can't get Starlight at two, I'll put in Cowboy Hat. But yeah, and then I will close out with Dirt on My Boots. That's I think it's his biggest or second biggest song. Yeah, I'm just thinking to myself how that fits. I don't know, man. Maybe that that almost feels like too like kind of just like fun, like good energy song to to close out a, a set for me, you know? Like I, I don't know how to quite put this, but I feel like the the last song, at least in my opinion, is always a little bit powerful. Um so like I'm thinking of like fly on the inside for Shine Down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a powerful song, powerful close. Uh, whereas like heartache on the dance floor, is just a little bit too, like, just kind of fun, poppy, upbeat. Like, I don't know. Maybe yeah, but how, how many powerful songs does John party have to put I mean, in that slot? Again, night shift, night, night shift hits that. Um, I mean, debatably you could put starlight there. Um, he doesn't have a ton. You're right. Yeah, you're probably right. If you're not gonna put, if you're gonna put night shift as the opener, then maybe not. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just something. I'm just talking it all out out loud. You know. Yeah, no, for sure. Oh, and then before we wrap here, let's real quick. Let's play the. Let's play that game that I texted you about. With the, you got your phone. I'm I'm having a blank right now. Oh, okay. So basically, get all your like songs. Hit shuffle. Oh. Play play for five seconds and see if you can guess. Oh yeah. Okay. Guess the song. All right. Um, so we'll do a swap here. Okay. Uh, let me open my playlist. Oh, okay. 
And for context, so I've got like five thousand five hundred songs saved. I think Ooh. if uh, if we get the, if the EDM stuff comes on, I have no chance. But if it's like, I'll, I'll just skip anything EDM. Yeah. Okay. It's you gotta wanna, have words on it. You want to go first or second? I'll go first. I'm gonna get it anyways. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you five on five seconds on each of these. Okay. Kendrick, uh, yeah, I didn't hit. I didn't hit shuffle. Let me try it again. Oh, this is Drake. Uh, yeah. Ever since I left the city, you. <laughs> oh fuck! What's the name of the song? <laughs> I told you it would be harder than you thought it'd be. Skip. I don't know. You want me to tell you, or you? Yeah, want... just tell me. It was fake love. Fake love. Damn it. All right. Uh, o for one. Next one. Oh, this is threes and sevens. It's Queens of the Stone Age. One for two, yep. This is Cole Swindell. Uh, is that... Uh, it's not drunk on a plane. One more round. I might close this thing down. Don't think of second round. Not to drown your memory. You worth worth the whiskey. You ain't yep, worth ain't the worth the whiskey. Yep. Uh, two for three. Oh, uh, painted black, Rolling Stone. That was the easiest one ever. But yeah. What the fuck? Is this Snoop Dogg? Uh, let it go a little bit. Let it go a little bit. This ain't doing anything for me. I would have gotten this one. Going back to Kelly. Ah, damn it. Uh, I think I was thinking that could have been Dr. Dre, too. He's got <laughs> yeah, a couple on the yeah, chronic yeah. like that. Fuck. Uh, you're three for five. You want to go up to ten? Yeah. All right. Oh, this is a line. No. From the inside. Yep. Like a bark. Four for six. Porn star dancing. Star stars. Ah, uh, yeah. Skillet. No, not skillet. Uh, six a.m. Yeah, six a.m. Yeah. Four for seven. High hopes. Panic at the disco. Yep. I'll let this one go. There's yeah, not... you got to let it run a little bit. This isn't the entrance by Shine Down, is it? No. God, I'm just gonna skip this. Unless you, I have no clue. Oh, uh, oh, this is thirty seconds to Mars. Um, this is war. Yeah, dude, that that was the longest intro with nothing. What was it? This is war. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, so I'll give you that one. Five for eight. Okay. In the end, by uh, Black Veil Brides. Damn, that was quick. Oh, rebirthing by Skillet. Comatose. God damn it. So you're shooting six for ten. Wait, sh shacking a fool over here shooting that free throws. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I can't believe I did so bad. Honestly, I thought I was just gonna get everyone right away. I uh, I I don't know if after seeing that, I think this is gonna be harder than I thought too. We'll see. All right, clown, you ready? <laughs> yeah. Oh, make sure it's on shuffle because I think I had it set on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all right. We'll figure it out after the. 
Um, oh, that sounds like a Seether, like Shinedown esque song. I don't know. Fifth of May by Zach Bryan. Oh fuck. <laughs> I mean Shinedown, baby. <laughs> All right, over one. Oh, Last night lonely. Um, I don't know. Tattooed cigarette, Colton Moore and the Cleve- Clever Few. Yeah, see, I had I, that's like what I the only song I have by that guy. One for three. Drink in my hand, Eric Church. Two for four. Uh, Dirk Bentley. Half your life's worth living. Half your life. Dirk Bentley. Um. I know, I know. I can't think of the course. <laughs> Give me a half point for getting Dirk's. Burning Man. Burning Man. Oh, that's what two, it was. Two and a half for five. Oh, that was Luke Combs, right? I don't know. What you see is what you get, Luke Combs. <laughs> Three and a half or five or six. Skip. Okay. I don't know. Song about you, Sam Grow. Three for seven. Nope. Three for eight. You're here. You here tonight, Josh Malloy. Ain't always a cowboy. Four for nine. This is uh, Turnpike Troubadours. I don't know the name. Song. Long Drive Home. <sighs> yeah, see? Well, I, I have so many artists where I have, like, one random song that I save from, like, Discover Weekly. It's, it's yeah. I mean, that's in the end, Vac- Black Veil Brides. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got some other shit like that there, too. But, yeah. No, that's, that's way harder than I, I thought it would be. Holy cow. Yeah. Because, like, I knew all those songs, but, like, Fake Love, I should have known. Yeah, maybe if we do that again, I'll set it to like in like one genre and try and do that. Yeah, I saw you did the just country song, so it w- I would have to like do some organization, but yeah, we could totally yeah. do it. Um, um, cool. Yeah, so next couple of weeks we got White Stripes. So we got White Stripes, then Kasha, then Kasha, then it's your turn to pick. So I got a few ideas. Um, I wanna I want to look into an artist that I think has impacted rock music from the day they stepped into the the ring or maybe not, maybe not that way, but have been very influential on the way rock music has been played after them. So I have an artist from the fifties an artist from the seventies and an artist from the eighties. I also could just do another grab bag. If you would rather do that, we should do a grab bag at some point. You want to just do a grab bag? Well, uh, well let's, let's wait until, um, so we're doing white stripes and then Kesha's got like five or six albums. 
No, let's wait until uh, we have like someone that we're going to do. Well, I guess. Like a two-parter? Yeah. Who are we going to do? Pick some. If, next time you have someone that has like eight or nine albums, we'll do Grab Bag before. Okay, perfect. Then we're doing Led Zeppelin. Okay. Nine albums. All right. I'm excited. I, I really don't know. Uh, I know like their top like five songs, and I've never like listened to any of their stuff. Jimmy Page is such a legend on the fucking guitar, dude. He's he's nuts. Robert Plant's voice is really really nice. Uh, John Bonham is regarded as one of the best drummers of all time. Um, I'm really really excited to get into Led Zeppelin. Yeah, no, I think that'll be fun. So yeah, we'll do we'll do grab bag before we can do the video games, and we'll come up with some other stuff to do. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, Thanks again, everybody, for listening, um, and we'll catch you next week. Talk to you later. Thanks.